sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Happy New Year. Uh, no, we're not confused. It's not January 1st. We are coming up to the beginning of the new liturgical year. But why do we as Catholics celebrate liturgically? What does it mean and how can we live it out more in our lives? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the new liturgical year, the new church year, we want you to, want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way to do so is by email. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. You're probably not surprised if you're listening. You heard, obviously, the New Year party favorite thing. If you're watching, Mm. I've got some non-alcoholic bubbly in front of me. Um, And therefore, the guest must be Robin Bruggeman. Happy New Year, Robin. Cheers. Happy New Year. So, Robin, (laughs) you always... Well, almost all. So I'm frankly, I'm, at this point, I'm disappointed now. Those times when you've come in propless, yeah. just because this is propless. Another word you made up, I think. Is propless. That... <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh, I didn't make without <laughs> propless, without props. It's pretty. Is that a real word? Sure. Okay, yeah. We make up new words all the time. Low it's key. Fun. You know, low key. Low yeah. key used to mean one thing. Yes. What does low key mean? That's what it, that's what it used to mean. So you're more, but now it means like really. I low-key went to the game last night. Oh, that's night right. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. for younger low people. You're, you're, I'm, Lise, you got to get with the times. Yeah. Anyways. Go. So, yeah, but I usually bring props or food or drink. Today, drink. Today, drink. So, again, non-alcoholic bubbly. Yes, because um, it's work time. Because it's work time. <laughs> um, so, so new liturgical year is coming. So, yeah. if, if folks are listening to this uh, live as it's airing or shortly after it's the weekend before like it's a secular holiday or calendar weekend before Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, church calendar. This is the weekend of my favorite named Sunday in all of the church. Year. Really? Christ the King. Why is that? No, no, that's the old translation. Oh, so what is the Robin? What's I almost the... called you Renee. Which I'm not. <laughs> Won't be the first time. <laughs> It is the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King oh, of yes, the Universe. Yes, yes, yes. So that so this Sunday is the last Sunday in in ordinary time, the last Sunday of the liturgical year. Now, yep. the liturgical year in toto, I didn't make that up. That's a Latin in toto. It means like completely. You know. Okay. Um, that <laughs> ends next Saturday, mm-hmm. just before sundown, because at sundown next Saturday. The Saturday after Thanksgiving this year mm-hmm. uh, is the beginning of Advent. And yes. with the beginning of Advent, we enter into new liturgical year. Yes. So beautiful. So so I think what we want to, right, and, and of course, your passion, so folk, folks haven't uh, heard you on the show before, your passion um, is living lit or living mm-hmm. liturgically. So yeah. when we talked about um, what to do for a recording here, uh, mm-hmm. you, hey, let's talk about the new church year, the new liturgical yeah. year. Yeah. Why? It's my jam. Why? It's your I, jam. It's my jam. So say more. <laughs> say more about that, Robin. Well, well I drink some I of your just, bubbly. Yeah, I I've grown to love the church's liturgical year. I love the rhythm of it. I love the intentionality of it. I love the feasts and the fasting um, because it's such a 
pretty easy way if you'll let yourself be invited in to living more of the life of the church and kind of just walking the life of Christ Yep. throughout yep. that year. Cause that's basically what we're doing we, is yep. starting with Jesus Christ becoming human yep. as form of baby, baby Jesus in Advent and then ending, like you said, with the solemnity of our Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ King of the, of the King of the universe. Amen. Um, so we, we that's our triumph. That's how we okay. end. So we end this year <clears throat> yep. with the like shortened yep. version Christ King of like He is our Lord and Savior, yep. Jesus Christ, King of the universe. So and, and then be, we start over because the life of Jesus. Yep. So if folks, if you're paying attention to the readings here at the end of the church year, this weekend, last weekend, it starts looking towards the second coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's looking towards the end of time when he t- returns in glory. And mm-hmm. the truth that has always been the case that he is king and lord of the universe will become mm-hmm. manifest to mm-hmm. everyone for the rest of ever. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of ever. Yeah. Um, so we end that way. But yeah, we, so if you look at so let's this maybe we, maybe let's, let's do break this. it down. Let's let's walk through the seasons of the church yes. here. Again, Catholics probably would know this, but I, I mean I don't know if like you, you kind of made the point that a lot of Catholics might not realize that Advent is actually the beginning mm-hmm. of the church here. Right. So not January first. Right, right, yep. right. So Advent. walk us through, Robin. Again, walk us through. Drink. So we begin with Advent, yep. which I think is such a beautiful time to start our new liturgical year because it's such a time of preparation and this waiting and it's a quiet time. You know, it's dark outside. The world just becomes a little um, more quiet, I would Mm -hmm. say. And so I feel like the church so naturally then is inviting us in, into this um, rhythm with her, the church. So, you know, it's Advent. We are waiting for Jesus' birthday, but the coming of Christ as a baby. So we're invited into that. And I think it's also such a beautiful time to personally think of how do I want to grow spiritually? How can I make more room for Jesus in my heart during this Advent time? And so I think that's just so um, perfect how the church chose to start with Advent. So we start with Advent, then we move into the Christmas season. Yep. So... And I've talked about this initially before, but so, so it's not just the day. Right. It's a season. It's a season. Yes. It's not a super long season. It's frankly, it's the shortest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. It's it's fairly short, but it's it's long enough to make an impact and for us to realize we're still in Christmas-ish. Am, we need to I do mean, an episode on that. There's a later, would that be considered a season? There's something coming later that I'm I'm debating. Would you consider that a season or not? Because Christmas is probably the shortest season with one possible exception. So anyway. Okay. So, well, you add it when it's needed. Yeah, I'll get it. Yep. yep. So we have a, the Christmas season, yep. which is beautiful because we're just celebrating Jesus being born. Yep. And then the early years of his life, you know, like his baptism and, you know, him growing up. And then we enter into ordinary time. And so we're just still going through the life of Christ. And pretty soon we enter into Lent. And so the other beautiful thing about if we're just kind of living in life with the rhythm of the church is we're invited into the joys and the sorrows mm-hmm. and the ordinariness, um, but also the extraordinary things. So then we enter into Lent, that time of preparing, and then it's Easter, and then that goes until Pentecost, which is the um, birthday, right, of the church. Ish. We, ish. we have an episode on yes, that that you can go back yes, on that. Um, so let's see, then we enter back into ordinary time 
which is really not, I mean, it's ordinary. It's a time for us to just grow also, right? But just, you know, think of green, it's green. We see green at church, grass grows, it's green. We're just still kind of growing and we're still learning and um, being entered into um, living with the life of Christ, but also in ways he can invite us into the love because everything he does in his life is all for love of us. Yep. So then we're back in ordinary time and there's, um, there's fasting and feasting and celebrations and all of this throughout the whole liturgical year yep. that we are invited into if we will choose to participate in that. And the other beautiful thing is that our readings, our very intentional readings, which are picked out and all set up, which you can talk more on that, the <clears throat> theology side of that. Sure. They're all in place every single day. So even if, you, if you're if you going to Mass, you're just doing the readings at home, you are entering into the life of Christ through the readings, which are universal throughout the whole Catholic Church, and um, then on the weekends too. So even if you just go to Mass on the weekends and you're not doing the readings, you still are getting the liturgical feel and life of the church, right. I feel. But if you really want to go deeper, I'd invite your listeners to um, always attend daily mass if you can, but if you can't, do the daily readings. Yep. Because just doing the readings, if you do nothing else, you're just living in that life with the church and in that consistent rhythm. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. That's a great did summary. Did you think of your little insert? Yeah, I did. Insert? I did. So a couple little things to point out, and then I'll talk about my little possible exception to Christmas being the shortest season. Um, by the way, on that, that's one thing that I... Uh, the, the Christmas season, and you alluded to it, 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 so it includes, actually ends with the baptism of the Lord. So mm-hmm. we end with, mm-hmm. and then we yep. go into ordinary time. So the gospels for the ordin- ordinary time are just about Jesus' public ministry. Mm-hmm. So just walking through, as you said. Um, one interesting little thing, ordinary time, it, it, the name, I think, because of the meaning, the connotation that ordinary has just in everyday English, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually not, it has a slightly different meaning in, in the way that, so it, in the church's sense of ordinary, it's not ordinary as opposed to extraordinary, not ordinary as in, you know, same old, same old, mm-hmm. humdrum. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. ordinary in the sense of ordinal numbers. Right. Thank you. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Yeah. yeah. So the yep. different, like it's so. Yeah. Cause um, it's not like boring. We're not like, uh, no, no, just it's the, cause lots of great stuff is still going exactly. on during, during ordinary time. Yeah. It's just the ordinal numbers. So what, what church, what's, what week are we in? What Sunday are we celebrating? What week of the year? Mm-hmm. The ordinal number. So that's mm-hmm. just a little yep. FYI. It's not like all these Sundays and weeks are, have, have less significance than right. Advent or Lent or. Yeah. The Christmas season, the Easter season, and so on. All very purposeful. Exactly. Um, the other thing, so what was I thinking about as a possible exception? The Triduum. Yes, yes. So the Triduum, I, I, it, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen it referred to as a liturgical season, mm-hmm. but it is. Which would be Holy Thursday, Good yep. Friday, Holy well, Saturday. Night. Right, well, right, that night. Sundown. Sundown. So just in case you have listeners that are like, what's a Triduum? Triduum, yep. So Which it's, it means three days. Mm-hmm. So it's Sacred Triduum, the Holy Three Days. Um, sundown on Holy Thursday through um, e- Easter Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Those three days, so it encapsulates the Last Supper. Through Jesus' betrayal, passion, death, and resurrection, mm-hmm. and the events of that first Easter Sunday, that's all encapsulated within the Triduum. Yep. So, because technically, Lent ends at yep. sundown right. on Holy Thursday. Right, yes. So we're in the sort of, it's not Easter season yet, so the yeah. Triduum is almost... It's like a little teeny a season. A mini, se- mini season. Yeah. Mini season. It's not yeah. a mean season. It's a mini we need season. to think of a word for that. But yeah, but yeah, I'm glad you pointed that so, out. And 
in everything that we're like walking with Christ in the life of the of Christ of the church, um, and you kind of pointed this out like or a little bit in the beginning here is you know we start with Advent, Jesus coming as a baby. We're preparing our hearts to receive Jesus coming as a baby, but we're really preparing to our hearts to to be ready for him when he comes yes. for us. And so we're walking this this journey all through the liturgical year. Um, and then, you know, we, we even get to like, you know, Lent and Easter, which again is pointing us to us wanting to be with Jesus forever and how he died for us, for us to have eternal life. And then we keep walking this journey ending with the final, you know, solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the universe, our Lord, Jesus Christ, King of the universe, which I just read that before I came in. Um, So it's this huge, like almost like it um, escalates up to this, right? And which is also tied into, you know, like Jesus Christ is our King, our Lord, and we want to be with him forever too. So I just feel like we're just invited in so many ways. I just love the liturgical year. Can you tell? So yeah, because you didn't grow up with it. You, you, I didn't. You didn't grow up in the Catholic Church. You converted no. in as an adult. So just can you just say briefly, uh, maybe in, in, just after a break here, what it is you love about the liturgical year, mm-hmm. and then we can talk a little bit about Advent. Yes, okay? perfect. So if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Berg, while talking today with Robin Bruggeman about the um, the new liturgical year that we're about to celebrate, depending on when you're listening to this, that we're about to celebrate starting next weekend with the, well... Technically, uh, in two weeks. No, wait. Oh, yeah. Next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. This is, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, this weekend, if you're listening to this live. And next weekend is the first Sunday of Advent. So, uh, Robin, uh, you didn't grow up with the liturgical calendar. Right. You grew up. With a love for scripture. Yeah. um, But but not that rhythm of liturgical calendar and, and having the all the things laid out for you. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you've come to love, especially mm-hmm. about, yeah, because living liturgically is your passion, but what is yeah. it about the liturgical calendar in particular? What I love is that it's already in place. It is set. It is intentional. <clears throat> it is purposeful. It is, it's just beautiful. It is so beautiful. And I love that, um, you, you know, we're all invited to participate in that, even outside of mass on Sundays. Because it happens every year, even though we run on the ABC cycle, which we can talk later, another episode about, but that the feasts and the fasting are all taking place each liturgical year. So maybe there's something going on that you just, you know, you just didn't quite connect with one year or you were just too busy to let yourself be there. It comes around again. So you're able to, you know, maybe something stands out to you more, but there are so many opportunities for us to grow in our faith. But the other thing I love is that it's universal. So I love that in all of Catholic land throughout the whole world, everybody is on the same page. Everybody, when they go to mass any day of the week, they're getting the same readings everywhere. Um, Every weekend, it's the same. The same celebrations are happening. The same if it's a time of fasting that is taking place. So the word Catholic means universal. So that I just love because we're all united together as one big Catholic family but I also love, so like even when I, one of my girls was away at college in a different city and, you know, obviously we couldn't be in mass together. And now that I have grown kids, we're not always at the same mass. And um, I love, or even, you know, if Spike and I are at our different mass, you know, I love that we're all getting the same readings, right. the same message. Right. 
we are all still connected through the same exact scripture. Um, I just love that so much because then even with your friends and family, you're united, even if you're not in the same building in the same worship space. But I've also grown to love along with that is if you're traveling ever, you can go to another Catholic church and you just, it's home. It's yep. you're, you're right there. You're not missing out on anything. Whatever's happening back home is happening in wherever you're attending church, anywhere in the world at a Catholic church. So I love the universality of that too. It's just, it's so beautiful and it's laid out because if it was left up to me to have to figure <laughs> it out, I'm not super organized. So yeah. I love that I can just open something up or I can look it up on my phone or, you know, find a great Catholic source that has this. And it's like, oh, here we go. Yep. You know, it's all laid out and ready and I can just kind of go with it. Yep. So, and you can enter great. into it more. Yes, so, uh, yes. Renee and I are doing this multi-part series, walking through yeah. the mass. Yep. Um, and that's one of the things we talk about is all the prayers, the mass are set. There's some mm-hmm. options right. that the priest can choose from. Um, but even those options are, you know, it's A, B, There's or C right. for the penitential right. Mm-hmm. Um the, the 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 variety of uh, Eucharistic prayers, but mm-hmm. it's one of these five that, yeah. that the priest chooses from. So it's all sort of laid out, and then um, from Sunday to Sunday, some of the prayers do change. Mm-hmm. The opening prayer collect, the prayer over the gifts, the yeah. prayer after communion, the the entrance antiphon, the communion antiphon, the Alleluia um, verse. But but again, those are also defined. So you mm-hmm. talked about the readings. Um, yeah. I, I also love the fact that um, as Catholics, we're exposed to so much of Scripture. Yes. We don't. We don't. It's not like we're reading all of the Bible over the course mm-hmm. of of the liturgical year, but we're exposed to every different part yes. of Scripture. Yes. You know, in the Old Testament, there's the wisdom books, there's the historical books, the, all the different prophets, and mm-hmm. so on. The mm-hmm. New Testament, we have the Gospels, we have Acts of the Apostles, we have Paul's re- letters, all the other New Testament mm-hmm. writings, and we get at least a sampling of all those different mm-hmm. parts. And in some cases, like the Gospels, we read, um, if, if you read Sunday and the daily readings, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, over the course of the couple of years of the daily cycle, you'll be exposed to, I don't know, 90% mm-hmm. or more of the Gospels. Yeah, which is so cool because I think so many of us, you know, it's intimidating to say, okay, I'm just going to sit down and read the Bible. But if you'll just do the daily readings, which is not hard. I mean, yep. it does, it takes some discipline and just sitting yep. and do it, but it's fairly easy. And then you do get those snippets from all throughout the Bible, yep. which is such a beautiful, and then it's ordered in a way, I think personally easier for me to read and take in because we're just following in the life of Christ and the life yep. of the church. So yep. I think it is easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're, mm-hmm. before we start recording, Elise was uh, commenting, I'm going to talk for you, going to bring you up, put words in, well, there are words that came out of your mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how, so like the, in the homily, the priest or the deacon, um, mm-hmm. they don't always get to choose sort of their, just as somebody who teaches, I have like my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my favorite stories in the Bible that if I had to preach every Sunday or even every day, like mm-hmm. priests actually have to do, I pr- and, and I could just choose the mm-hmm. the passages and scriptures from the from the Bible that I'm gonna that I'm gonna we're gonna read and then I'm gonna preach on. I probably would, you know, yeah, maybe at It'd first stick where you're comfortable probably, and... exactly stick where I'm comfortable. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this allows us not just to hear it read, but then to hear what what our leaders how what they have to remind us of or teach yeah. us about from all these different yeah. And passages. that kind of actually makes me think along with that that when we let ourselves become part of that liturgical year, like us with Christ in our personal relationship, 
it can also bring us out of what we might be, not in a scary way, but we can also get kind of comfortable and sleepy if we were left to do our own thing where the church so beautifully has it planned out. So we are just drawn into and invited into more than what we would maybe allow ourselves to be. So I feel like Christ can just really work with that too. So, Amen. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk um, a little bit just in the time we have left about Advent. Yes. Um, because Advent, like <laughs> my my wife and I, we're we're going into battle with 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 our kids right now, Robin. Do you know why? Because of Advent. Why? I don't know. What do you because, mean? What are because, you saying? Because they're already, and we're recording this. Oh, earlier. is it because of the time change? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't no, know. That's good. <laughs> No, they're playing. They want to play Christmas music. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They. It's they, not Christmas. It's not even Advent, <laughs> let alone Christmas. Have they been hanging out in Hobby so, Lobby too uh, long, or what's going on? <laughs> they. I got neighbors who the day after um, Halloween. Do they have their lights up and stuff? They well, actually, they already had big, huge joy, joy, J O Y. Oh yeah, word. yeah. And, the, and then the, the but they had some Halloween decorations. But the day after, they like they. It was nice, so I think they took advantage oh, of this weather. Yeah. But all the Christmas because yep. we live on in Sioux Falls, we have these mm-hmm. lanes yeah. near our church lane, which is really cool. Yeah, but there's a lot of peer pressure to get your um your, your, little, your, your little decorations and lights yeah. in your churches out. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and usually not until Thanksgiving. But some people are like, "Hey, huh. it's nice. I'm going to go." Okay, so, Bergwald kids, come on, let's be thinking exactly. of Peanuts, Charlie Brown. What's isn't there a Thanksgiving? episode can they get some music come on there's playlists nowadays get a thanksgiving playlist sure (laughs) uh what would that be i don't know anyway so advent in our culture gets swallowed up Mm. by christmas preparation the secular sense of quote-unquote the christmas season in the secular sense i mean i remind people all the time it's the 12 days of christmas after After christmas Christmas. starting christmas not ending christmas so Advent, and, and there's other something you, you made an allusion to. So we, we're sort of ending the church year again, looking forward to Jesus' second coming. But mm-hmm. actually, the beginning of Advent, the first couple weeks of Advent, are also focused on that second coming. Yeah. So it is a yeah. preparation for us to celebrate his birth, the incarnation. Mm-hmm. But it's also, in the first couple weeks, um, continuing that preparation for us to welcome him when he comes again at the end of time. Yeah. So That's big stuff. It does. Something it to is. not take lightly. It, in, indeed. So Advent has sort of that twofold character where it is looking to the end, mm-hmm. but then certainly it turns to looking to his first coming mm-hmm. after we've briefly looked at his second coming. Yeah. And you got the th- you know, what the, you know what, do you know about the O antiphons, Robin? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do I, them I every year. Yeah. So there's all sorts of cool different, they're not just devotions because they're part of the liturgy mm-hmm. of the church. But w- when you think about celebrating Advent, um, what do you do? I mean, some Catholic, Advent is, this is another thing worth pointing out, Advent is a penitential season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The liturgical color for Advent, is, it's 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 the same color as Lent. It's yeah. purple, um, which is somewhat penitential. Um, so it, you we're not required, the church doesn't ask us, but many Catholics will take on a little penance mm-hmm. during the Advent season. What, what are some things that you and or your family do to celebrate the Advent season mm-hmm. before we get to... Yeah. December 24th. We're preparing. Yes. It's all, a, I always think of purple and preparing. So if you see purple yep. at mass or at church on about, it's preparing. So what are we preparing for? Like we're preparing for Jesus's birthday. What is Jesus's birthday? It's him coming to the, it's him becoming man, coming to earth. That's incredible. And then tying that into the second coming. So we do just, 
it's a little more quiet, mm. some quiet preparation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a tree up. We don't put it up till the third week, but um, we don't go all crazy until Christmas Day mm-hmm. um, because we want that preparing. And I think if we jump in too quickly, we can miss the opportunity to um, prepare our hearts more to receive um, what is Christmas, a Christmas grace and blessings and so for us, it's a lot of the, like traditional things like the Oantiphons. Um, there are some other feast days that um, are celebrated during Advent, but it's really just more of a quiet preparing and just trying not to rush and trying to not get sucked into how fast-paced everything is in secular world for yeah. Christmas. So it's just really trying to focus on, and we hear this all the time, you know, focus on the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Are we really? Are we really slowing down to just take in what we're about to celebrate? If we stop to think about what we're celebrating, it's crazy awesome. Amen. We should really be pre- like, and how each of us prepare is going to be different. But for us, we just really try to slow things down. So what does that just, mean concretely? Like, what do you like? You like when you're walking around, you have to no. go slow. What, what, what are you well, slowing out? Um, I don't know. We try to take on less. We are careful about how much we choose to add in during Advent. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't even think of this. I mean, other than like just the church kind of has things in place. Even if it's just reading the readings. If you read the daily readings during Advent, you will be drawn in more during Advent. And I think you will just have that natural inkling to just kind of slow down and just take it all in. Um, that doesn't mean you can't have decorations up. We still do, you know, because yep. to remind us of the season we're yep. celebrating. Yep. So decorating can be really good if it's being used to draw you in um, to your faith and to that season without going overboard. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. So some things that I've, I don't do this every year, but uh, again, think of it as a penitential prepar- preparatory season. Um, if I think of what we do during Lent, many people... Excuse me. In Lent, we'll we'll. Um, you mean Lent or Advent? No, in Lent. Okay, Lent. Lent. They'll okay. give things up. Yes. They'll yeah, yeah. add certain spiritual practices. Yes. You can do those sorts of things yeah. during yep. Advent. So you could choose to give up something. Mm-hmm. It's only four weeks, people. At yeah, most. it's easy um, <laughs> compared to Lent. Adding something like maybe doing some extra prayer, yes. some extra yep. maybe, maybe. And we do that. We do add more spiritual things okay. into yep. if that's what you mean. Yep. Into our Advent, so those are yeah. so there's some concrete ways that you can enter into the Advent season mm-hmm. and not just the preparing for Christmas, yeah. secular Christmas season. Yeah, and we do the traveling nativity, which we've done yeah. around the house for many years, and that also I think helps with our progression towards. So we've got half Christmas. a minute left, Robin. What's the traveling nativity? We just um, there's different pieces of the nativity throughout the house, and then the stable is in the dining room. Then each Sunday after Mass, we move the pieces like Mary and Joseph or the donkey or the wise men. Of course, they're coming from the furthest room in the house. They stop at all the kids' bedrooms and the kind of the prominent places in the house. So I move them throughout the week. And then we make kind of a bigger stop on a Sunday. And then on Christmas, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph arrive. And then, you know, the shepherds and the angel. And then we wait for the wise men to come and tell the Epiphany. 
it's a great, that's a very practical, great sort practical of devotion stuff. that you can do. So mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things, folks. Google it, uh, yeah. devotions, Advent devotions. You'll find all sorts of great things that you can do. But really, as we approach Advent, enter into the season and celebrate the beginning of the new yeah. church year, Robin. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.